0: What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to episode 35 of the Rye Bread and Mustard of Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley secret society underbelly speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about surrounding the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Last night's episode that we're putting out right now was recorded at the cabin once again. One of our elusive spots up there in Richmond Beach. Definitely go check that thing out. It is been around since the Prohibition era. So if you're doing the math, that's a fucking long time. That's almost like a hundred years ago. It's a really cool place. It survived landslides, all kinds of shit. The Depression, World Wars, everything. It's still standing. A uh, real nice spot to just kick back, record, vibe funny story about last night's episode i was going in there to set up waiting on uh parmesan lebron and hannah and Edmonds to get there and there's one person in there just relaxing having a drink in this area here i am plugging shit in turning the lights on changing the whole atmosphere uh was a real cool guy his name was actually peter jones he actually was a basketball player recently on the montana grizzlies that went to the ncaa tournament real cool dude oh day alum Happened to be at the baseball games, started, uh, you know, chit-chatting back and forth and said, fuck it, let's put him to work. Got him here on the episode. Real cool dude. Fun time. Shout out to Peter. Also, just wanted to give a shout out to Tacos and Tequila down on Occidental. We'll be down there on Labor Day. That's right. This coming Monday, pre- and post-game against the Chicago White Sox on Labor Day. I know Labor Day is a day where nobody's supposed to be working, but not here at the Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast. We'll be working our asses off for you, so come down, say what's up. We will have an episode, though, coming out in between that. Probably drop it here on Friday. I'm actually doing this recording right now, Tuesday morning in Queen Anne, on Queen Anne Hill, right here on my iPhone. It's just been a moving and grooving kind of week. Lots of baseball, lots of traveling. Didn't feel like pulling out my equipment, plugging it in. So if you're like, hold on, this isn't the quality I'm accustomed to when I listen to the Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast. Well, I'm sorry. Anyways, again, like us on our socials. Hit us up at rye bread and mustard Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for liking. Thanks for subscribing. Also, if you're looking into getting into uh, podcasting and going, you know what? I can do a way better job than you. I can do way better job than you, Myron give me the goods that i need okay all you gotta do is go to the show notes scroll down there is a link right there it takes you to buzzsprout buzzsprout's the easiest place let me tell you to get your podcast up off the ground it's pretty simple and you know what you're like hey i don't know i don't want to invest my 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 big time money into this well guess what they'll help you invest some money into it right away. That's right. There is a $20 Amazon gift card. I mean, that, that'll fund your show for two or three years. You can live off that for a couple of months. $20 Amazon gift card. But let me tell you what, that is not the deal I got when I signed up. Anyways, on this episode, we have some fun stuff. Obviously, we're talking with Peter. Uh, we're talking about the Julio contract, talking about the big Ichiro weekend, just talking about, you know, Ichiro doing a little... Look, we're doing a little Ichiro ass kissing on here. Um, on the next coming episodes, we're going to talk about some of those fun commercials Ichiro was in with uh, Chris Copasino from Copasino Fujikato, uh, the marketing and uh, advertising brains behind the uh, Mariners through all those good glory years. We're going to be talking about that here on the next couple episodes, uh, as well as uh, we talked to a guy. His name is Jared. Up in Monroe, uh, what's the significance to the podcast? Well, if you remember the big home run on Sunday's game, uh, if you go back and watch the tape, like the Sapruta tape, just go back and watch it. You'll see him drop the big home run uh, in front of 45,000 people. Uh, fans are giving him some shit out in Edgar's. I happened to chop it up with him, got him on the uh, podcast. And just just a quick call conversation about halfway through the show. Give him a call just to get in the mind of what's going on with somebody who drops a, a home run at, at a ball game. You see it all the time. You always see it on these replays. Well, now, uh, you know, we got somebody on here to tell us what's going through his mind. What's the aftermath? What's the backlash from friends and family fun stuff. Um, and yeah, there's some complaints also around uh, T-Mobile park. You know, it's starting to get busy around there. There's certain areas that are shut off to the general public corporations trying to get in there and, you know, fuck with our fun. We kind of talk about that. Anyways, uh, that's about all I'm going to spoil for you right now. So I'm going to shut the hell up so you can sit back, relax, jog, run, do your work, um, you know, clean the house, whatever you're going to do when you listen to this podcast, because this is episode 35. That's right. 35 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast that starts right now. Get ready to
1: play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the
0: ball game. I want to see the ants. The mariners are playing hardball. Hit it again and again and again. Hit it
2: again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore
3: Orioles tonight in the Kingdom.
0: All right, we're here live once again at the lands end, uh, literally the fucking lands end. You you drive to this place, and uh, you, I, it's very hard to find. You got to GPS this thing, or you got to be a local. We're talking about the cabin in Richmond Beach, which is what technically shoreline. Yeah. If 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 you know, uh, the shoreline specific. Pe- yeah, if I want to be specific, and I don't want you know the shoreline chapter of. Uh, historic values to come after me uh do want to give you guys a shout out we're here at the cabin this this place is what like a hundred years old guys like about a hundred years old i know that it uh it was originally a hot spot uh before there was a, a lot of cars and stuff like that turn of the century richmond beach was a, a a vacation place and then they uh then the sailors would come in here and do their sailor stuff and uh, this, this place has been around since the, the Prohibition era, so it's pretty cool. You know, I just came in here today, set the shit up. You know, Chris Copacino, uh, uh, you know, made me uh, aware of this place. I come in here, it's nice and quiet. All the locals are in here. Um, get back to my area to plug in stuff. There's a gentleman sitting here just enjoying his, enjoying his beer. Watching you know, golf. Watching golf. Just just being relaxed. I'm in here plugging shit in, turning on. Turns out we we got we got a, a, a little local celebrity sitting in here all the way at the Land's Inn. We got Peter Jones, played for the University of Montana Grizzlies. How you doing? Yeah. Also an O'Day alum. All these accomplishments are pretty great. You played in the NCAA tournament, but the most impressive thing I gotta say. You've thrown out a first pitch at a fucking Mariners game. You know
4: what? I'm pretty fucking lucky to be a part of that. To be a part of the crowd that said they got to throw out a first pitch in a Mariners game is pretty fucking cool. Ooh. I'm lucky to be, you know, in the situation I was during that time. Given I was 7th, 8th grade, <laughs> the worst the worst years of my coordination, and I grew 13 inches from 7th, 8th grade, I could barely run over the lines on a basketball court. <laughs> was it all, a, Was it a strike? Fuck. Well, it was a little low. I'd say. I'd say if the, if they were to, you know, actually ump that out, you know, I, it was a little low. It was a little low, but it was right down. And he
0: caught it. Didn't touch the dirt. So the robo ump would call it. Uh, yeah. The EQC robo-ump. EQ yeah. U, EQC tracer would say it was it, it was a, a no go. But it, it was
4: pretty funny, you know. My dad, you know, he was out in the front yard with me trying to space out how far it was from the home plate to the mound and trying to get me to practice. I'm like, dude, you know, I i don't play baseball this isn't my sport like i got nothing to expect and i wasn't nervous at all and then i get there you know i walk through the tunnel i go in through the side entrance you know luckily you know my family friend of mine who is director of communications um you know she's over at our house for dinner and just asked me it was boeing night so she asked me if i wanted to throw out the first pitch and i was like ah fucking yeah what do you mean (laughs) just a dream come true in my eyes and I get there. She gives me her own little custom jersey, you know, 01 with the Jones on the back. Yeah, I still got and it. It's we're gonna, a, it's a and You're going to send us that. We're going to oh, put it on the Instagram. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shmedium then and it's a shmedium now. <laughs> and I was wearing it last week and just unbuttoned. But, you know, I get out there onto the, you know, right onto the grass and I walk through the tunnel and I see the side eye of the dugout and I am just in awe every second of the way. And I'm out there next to the moose, and I'm with my dad, and he's shaking, and I'm just sitting there just like, fucking, what's an eighth grader doing out here throwing the first pitch? And, you know, this director lady, this HR manager, she kind of goes, you know, hey, so... You should stand about two to three, maybe five feet in front of the mound. You know, it's a far way. I want to make sure, you know, blah blah, 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 And I'm like, okay, sounds good. I'm going to throw for the mound. And she goes, no, no, no. You should probably step in front of the mound. I don't, you know, it's a far. And I'm right. like, okay, sounds good. And so I walk out and I walk right onto the mound. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck do you think? You think I'm going to do this again? You know, in 10 years I get a better arm. And that's and a go. steep
0: MLB mound, it isn't is. it?
4: No, it is. And. You know, I was up there. You know, my little ass. You know, what, thirteen, fourteen years old, and I'm just excited to be a part of it. And I, you know, I was halfway through it. I just stopped thinking. I do my little wind up of never pitching in my life. So yep. just out of visuals, and I throw it straight down. And last second, I realized I probably shouldn't try to throw it as hard as I can. I don't want to be the next fifty cent throwing it ninety degrees to <laughs> my left. You know, whatever that situation was. And I threw it straight down. I got a little low, but, you know, it was straight. And I went and I got to sit behind the mound with a group of my buddies. We had some little Caesars pizzas before we went in. Oh, shit. It was the best game of my life. And, man, it was just an unbelievable experience.
0: That, you know, I, I'm lucky that I was able to say that I've done. And and listen, you're an accomplished basketball player, but you've also been a, a Mariners fan. You were just at the, oh. you were there for Ichiro weekend. How, how, was, how was that? Oh God, it was amazing. You know, I got to be behind
4: the plate, you know, 40 rows up. I got to, I got there a little early too, just because, you know, it was coincidental. I was at brunch down the street. So I was like, why not just hang out there and have a beer there? I got to watch the Ken Griffey, Ichiro, you know all those mm-hmm. legends sitting right was, in front of home plate for that I round was right table there too. talk. Yeah, you were right there. You know, you got to be a part of that. So it, it was it
0: was amazing, and I think that's what we should start here today. Like, that let's you, obviously we have the Julio contract, we have the big series, but just to get this out of the way, that Ichiro weekend was awesome. The only thing that sucked about that whole weekend were the shirts that they came out on Saturday. They were remind me of like gas station, like the Texaco cup. Uh, Jersey, I don't know who picked those out. They they were they were awful. But let's get into the good Nothing stuff. Like these rye bread and mustard. T-shirts. No, yes, no. those rye bread and mustard T shirts. They should have handed these fucking things out. But uh, uh, the bobbleheads were pretty cool. I heard the firework night was pretty awesome. But yes, all the on the field stuff was amazing. And to you know, for Ichiro to get out there and kind of let us behind the curtain. And I know it's it's it was just amazing to hear him go what up Seattle and then do his whole speech in English, which we don't get a lot of if you, if you know him and you know, worked around the Mariners and, and things like that uh, you, you definitely got to hear him speak in English. And, you know, when he would deal with the media and stuff like that, he's a smart man, use an interpreter, uh, never let them, you know, fuck with you and stuff like that. But he let everybody behind the curtain. His speech was amazing. It was hilarious. It was well thought out. And I mean, do you have any takes on that, Hannah?
3: Yeah, I mean. It was great from beginning to end, you know, uh, the whole ceremony, the Mariners always do a great job of putting those things on. But Ichiro, I looked at, it, he went for 17 minutes talking. And, uh, like you said, it's nice that he let all us fans, um, kind of behind the scenes of what he's like. I know his game and his way and was really stoic and not really let people in. I mean, it makes you think, Oh, I wish Ichiro would have done a little bit more of that during his playing days to sure. be, uh, you know, just, be more uh of a fan friendly guy but i'm not saying that he wasn't but uh on the other hand it was nice that he came out the way he did and said that speech too yeah and
0: like he said he speaks a lot better english now than maybe when he first came over here but he still doesn't understand what jamie moore is talking about which <laughs> That was one of the funniest <laughs> the funniest things i mean i could sit here and, and uh, you know Read a, the transcript of what he said. I don't want to waste the, the listeners' times. Go watch it. It's it's fucking awesome. I I personally just walked into the stadium and I kind of had this attitude about okay I'll go, but I you know i have been around the Mariners a lot. I see him down in Southern California. I go to spring training. I see Ichiro all the time. I've been on the field when he's on the field. Uh, so to me it was like, well, he's gonna be back doing this Hall of Fame thing in like two or three years, so. We're just going to see all this again I was wrong I'm just glad I was wrong I went in there I actually walked down behind the plate And started videotaping everything uh, You know, totally like a fanboy And then somebody came, comes in halfway through the uh, speech And is like, these are our seats So then I just moved back and keep the thing going Dear Ichiro, I am a huge
4: fan You are my favorite player And I would love your autograph Thank you, Katie from Spokane
2: Dear Katie, thank you for being such a great fan Best wishes,
4: Ichiro. How could we not love the guy? I mean, how could we not love seeing him walk out with cleats and some pants on? I mean, that's just nostalgia in itself. But, I mean, I was so lucky enough to be a part of his last game with the Mariners and his first game for the Yankees. I don't know how I came apart. Yeah, they just switched dugouts. I, I have no idea how I came apart having those two tickets for that weekend. But I was there on a... I think it was a Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday. But I almost I don't even think I completely knew. And I went there and I once I realized that I was Ichiro's last night for the Mariners, I made sure I locked in. I got there early. And it was something different about that game. It was something different about Ichiro and just the feeling in that stadium. I mean, it was I mean, it was it was a sadness and excitement, you know, knowing that Ichiro still got that little more left in him. And it was like, you know, where does he want to be? Where has he maybe wanted to go? Mm-hmm. You know, where does he deserve to be for his last kind of hoorah? And of course we want to keep him at the Mariners. But you know, as we've seen, he's ended up back here. You know, this is his home. And I think that's what we planned. But he,
0: and the Mariners took care of what he needed. They knew that at that point in his career where the Mariners were at and where other teams were at, and what he's meant to the baseball to baseball, I mean, besides Pete Rose. This is the guy with the most hits. I mean, he's got more hits, I think, than Pete. He's got more hits than Pete Rose. If if you combine the two leagues, yes. Even if you take the the Japanese league and you go, all right, we take all those stats, let's lop them in half because, you know, there's, there's there's more talent over here. It's a harder league. Let's even break it down a quarter of it. He's still... The all-time hit leader. But but it's
4: like Ichiro, and there is that hand-selected amount of guys in the MLB that can have that thing where it's like they leave the Mariners, for example, that next night when I watched him walk out with a Yankees uniform on, and the whole entire Seattle crowd gave him a standing ovation of just a thanks for what he has built, what he has done for the Mariners over the years. You know, the statement that he's made, the humbleness that he's shown... You know, he is the biggest guy of just like face down work and just, you know, sometimes he can't even say what he wants to show. But, you know, he shows that in his work, you know, the discipline that he puts before the games, you know, those throws from the outfield, you know, everything that he's done, he's built and he's shown for it, you know, and it is so impressive from a man who's come from so far away and and the impact that he's made throughout his years and, and you know he can stay so low key and he still knows where he comes from too in the sense of baseball and and I'm so 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 happy to see him walking out with those cleats and those you know, pants on, still throwing the balls balls to the outfielders, doing whatever He's he a can. Fucking on gamer, he will never stop. He will never stop. I mean, no. even for how old he is, is like he will always be a part of the game. And it is so. Ha-
0: and there's, there's so a lot of times I'm him. watching here, and the way the way we have been hitting and not manufacturing <laughs> runs. Sometimes I'd be like, just get him out. <laughs> you hear that? Hit my things. <laughs> uh, we had a little little party foul there. I was. I would like for sometimes just to, have to hey, can we just activate him for one goddamn uh, bat here or there? I know no, he probably I mean, doesn't have a whole did. season in him, but I'm sure he's got a good week week or two in him there. But then again, we'd be holding holding him back from when he could get into the uh, uh, Hall of Hall fame, fame, and Which we're looking forward to name. that. Ichiro, what is he? A special assistant or something? A baseball operation. Manager
4: of all stretching here and there. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, Jesus. and he's. He wants to be in there. In he the loves dugout. the game. He, that you barely see him in regular clothes. He's usually got his uniform on, his cleats on. That would be one thing that I would never, I'd never want to put cleats on again after playing. You know, like that's that's my thing. He's got the wristbands on. He's working with the guys. Uh, it's it's pretty awesome. I think the Mariners did a, a fantastic job of putting the whole weekend together. It was packed. Over one hundred and fifty thousand wow. fans obviously later in the show we got one fan that uh dropped a home run ball that we you know the fans got on him if you guys remember the game four big home run from dylan moore we got the guy we couldn't get dylan moore we couldn't get dylan moore he's busy he's headed to detroit right now um you know we got uh, jared we got jared Jared. Jared someone who watched it yes jared's the guy who's dropped the ball (laughs) on that home run if you watch it uh, he's a he's a coach. He's up from up in Monroe. We're going to uh, call him live. I'm going to have a little one-on-one with him. But again, this is episode 35. I'm here at The Cabin Inn, which is a bar. Again, it's not a cabin. It's called The Cabin here in Richmond Beach. I got Hannah Edmonds. I got Peter Jones from the Montana Grizzlies and, of course, the elusive... Jean Lebron he's is back bad. here. He's back on the show, and he's got some he's got some stats. He's got some <laughs> things he's been watching from afar. So we're gonna get right into it right here, and let's first break down the uh, series after we get a drink.
2: Power. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it, and so does Eagle Hardware and Garden. The best selection of power tools. The most powerful brand names. Because if you don't have power, you are not in the game. Oh, now this is what I call a bet.
3: Um, Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything.
0: And I know we had the big Julio. Uh, we're back. And, you know, I know we had the big Julio. Julio the Julio. <laughs> the, the big Julio contract. Uh, yeah, we just signed Julio uh, for a fantastic voyage. No, we have uh, Julio with the, with the big you know choose your uh, own adventure contract. We'll get into that in a minute. but listen, we had a game this weekend. We had a series. It was a big series. It was a playoff potential uh, free view a pre- free view preview, whatever you want to call it. We had the Cleveland Guardians in here, like we said on the last episode, or you know from actually listening to reputable sources. They are the Central Division leading uh, team right now. So right now, if the Mariners were to end up with, let's say, the third spot, we would be playing in Cleveland. So it was a very interesting series. Hannah, break down what what we saw this this series. I know we kind of covered game one just because of the way the schedule kind of worked out uh what do you see the rest of the way and go ahead and talk about game one if you want to
3: yeah i mean it was a great great series very exciting like myron said 150,000 came out to see it place was jumping mariners won three out of four games against cleveland who's not a bad squad i mean they put the ball in play have good hitting
0: Yeah, they're very annoying, and they don't give up a lot of walks. They don't put. They don't give up bases. On, this is a team that definitely throws strikes.
3: Absolutely, and they don't strike out a lot, so it's a good matchup against our pitchers. They only strike out about eighteen percent of the time, and uh, you know they saw our big guns over the weekend. But yeah, first game of the series, tight game, Mariners win. Second game, Haniger, you know, walk off hit late.
0: Yeah, I was watching. I was still down in LA before I got up here. That was the Apple TV broadcast. Uh, yeah, my my grandma had a couple of days there back to back where they had the YouTube and then they had the, the Apple broadcast. But it was a good, again, maniacted, not getting a lot of work on that arm, not really manufacturing those runs. Maniaca's arm—it's—it's it's not loose right now. It's very tight. Can't get the a wipe. Uh, he hasn't been waving guys around much. Just been doing the uh, the high fives on the home runs. Again, a game with a couple of home runs. Uh, Parmesan, what did you have to say about game two there? Uh, you know, game game two.
2: You know, game game one was pretty pretty basic, right? right. Didn't have much going on. Um, game two was a little bit, you know, better of a matchup. You know, you're facing. They're one of their best pitchers in Bieber. Yep. Um, you know, Cy Young award winner. Absolutely. Um, you know, Gilbert Gilbert stayed tough. Um, bullpen took care of business after he left. You know, gave up one hit the rest of the way. Um, yeah,
0: and then we got into that annoying extra inning shit with the guy on second base. And, you know, we, we pulled it out. Again, with a. I think that's the only manufactured run we had that game, right? Yeah.
3: Uh, we've been scoring most of our runs via the long ball the last couple games. So Yeah,
2: Frazier got that sack fly to tie the game up, too. Um, you know, then we got into the uh Then we got into some more interesting stuff after uh JP got that leadoff walk. And yep. then uh that's when uh Winker and Service decided to make their appearance. Yes. Make exactly. the game a little bit more interesting. We
0: had a lot of ejections in this series. Uh, that was something that I did want to talk about. We had Ty France, we had JP's ejection. Which, which was great. I have anybody that could watch JP's uh, ejection go back because the microphone picked up a lot of stuff. My favorite was that was shit, motherfucker. That was my favorite line. We also saw Ty, we saw Ty France, and we saw Winker all be ejected along with the manager. What does that tell you right there? I, I think that bad umpiring. Okay, uh, besides yes, besides bad umpiring, what do all these people have in common outside of Scott service? And maybe it was Scott service. I think it's frustration. They've been struggling. Uh, they've been struggling and I think you just reach a point to where, you know, these aren't guys that are we think of like, oh, they're hotheads. They get Not thrown out of, out of games. I mean, maybe a little bit with Winker. I've seen him throw a lot of stuff around, which you you have no problem with, um, Hanno, right? But, no. No. But, yeah, we saw three guys that aren't playing up to their potential right now, and you have Winker who hasn't played up to his potential all year. Finally, break. You know, and the last time Winker broke was the brawl in Anaheim. And after that, he turned himself around for yeah, a little bit.
3: Started, kickstarted. And man.
0: look, and like JP played some really good defense. Not the greatest at bats the rest of the way, but still he got on. He's making things happen in a positive way. And of course, Ty France, you know, broke that big. What was it? How many games in a row that he had? It was like over
3: oh, eight oh, or over 0 0 18. Over 0 21. Over okay. 21.
0: Yep. And you know we've watched his batting average drop about fifty points since June, so you know that home run had to feel good in that in in uh uh game four um but yeah, we've seen all the guys uh, you know have to go in the locker room and probably tear something apart in the clubhouse uh, i mean Francis
2: stats before that for august he's hitting he's batting one twenty two in yeah, an over twenty
0: one slump that's that's not tight france and I, I i for him i I'm not worried about it. Primer, John, you did privately tell me when people were going, what's going on with him, where you kind of had a theory of maybe he was coming a little bit back down to earth.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the expectations for him got way too high, right? Everybody was just really up on him, you know, thinking like, Oh, this guy's going to be a 320 hitter in and out every year and seeing, you know, what his actual potential is if he's a two ninety hitter every
0: year, that's we're happy. Fine. So you 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 think he's probably like a two eighty two ninety hitter?
2: i yeah. I mean, me personally, it's like two eighty five hitter. He's put the ball where it needs to be in play, right? So, it's he's not he's not doing anything extra, and that's all you need from the from that kind of player.
0: I personally think he's of a high two nineties low. 300s guy and that that's where i want to see him live i think he can get back up there and you know what if we do see him get back up to around 300 that means he's gonna have a torrid uh last little stretch here of the last 34 games that we got left what do you think about that hannah
3: yeah i mean we're gonna need him down the stretch here you know we need all the everybody just rolling as we come down to the playoff run here and uh he's one of the guys that is you know, hurt us when we, you know, it cost him getting moved down on the batting order to the fifth spot. But right. Um. yeah, he, hopefully he, he, I mean, he got two hits that final series, final game of the series, and hopefully it'll uh, take off for him again.
0: Yeah. Big, big win. Game two took the first two games of the series, set ourselves up with at least a series split, which I would be happy with, with, with a division leading team. I
2: mean, I think just to address your point too, is that, you know, We're getting a series with Cleveland. Where yeah, we're like, oh, they're the division leader, right? Well, we have a better record than them, right? Right. So like, their their whole mystique of like coming in and being like, oh, this is like a playoff team right now. It's like we don't care. We're better than you right now. We have a better record than you. If we were in your division, we'd be in first place. So hot take. Yeah. So us taking three of four is like not surprising. I mean, yeah, we got we got to play them again here. In a couple of days, uh,
0: looked like we were gonna, you know, possibly walk into a situation where we were looking for a sweep on Sunday. That didn't happen. We saw something that we have not seen all fucking year.
2: Uh yeah, so you know, we we had our first we had our first loss. Uh we were 51 and 0 this season after leading after 7 innings. So going uh, into
0: the 8th inning, the Mariners had not lost a game this season. 51 times where they had the lead going into the 8th. It was inning, the it clear. was the
2: first loss we've had when we were ahead going into the eighth inning since September 7th of last year.
0: Yeah, and I was there. And let me tell you this. that was I just got into town. This was Ichiro night. Uh, you were there too, Pete Jones. Pete Jones was in the house. Uh, you know, that was the first time I saw the Los Bomberos entrance. It was pretty awesome. But they didn't do it for Castillo when Castillo went to the other... When when When, the, when Castillo handed the ball off to Castillo... Castillo did not get it. And then when Munoz came in, the place was rocking. He gave up three runs. I was pretty fucking shocked. And were you there? What what was your first take of the Los Bomberos? uh, I mean,
4: first off, when I saw that, I thought I I missed something. You know, mm -hmm. I thought I'd just been around. You know, I've been gone for too long. And then I saw him come out and I realized what was going on. And then, you know, everything else hit, and it was just, you know, it was just electric through the whole stadium. I mean, yeah. we already had so much momentum going into that already, so everybody was ready to go, and the Los Bomberos came out, and I was, I mean, it got me jacked, and
0: I'd say the least. And, you know, it, it didn't happen. It, we got it, it, shut down pretty Pretty quickly, yeah. it, 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 it it was you know, but also, Hannah, you were telling me the umpires fucked us on on a lot of that inning because well, you are oh, yeah. watching at home, watching on TV. We're there, living the emotions of the stadium. We can't see all the ins and, and outs. I watched so what the happened?
3: little replays with my grandpa too, and I saw some shit. <laughs> hey, grandpa. <laughs> well, yeah, it started off tough. It was two two count. Um, Ramirez, uh, Andres Munoz threw a great pitch. It looked like strike three. That would get him out for the first out of the inning. It was called a ball. Next pitch, another ball. So. It was unfortunate for uh, Munoz to walk the first batter of the inning, something he doesn't usually do. The next batter, Rosario, hit a little flare over the right or, or in the right field over the first baseman, 102 up above. He fought it off, got another base hit, man on uh, second and third now, and then a uh, sac fly, and then a uh, another 102 pitch um, from uh, Munoz that Ramirez, yes. you know, their three hooder. A line down the left field line where, if the shift wasn't on, um, Suarez would have caught it. Right. So it was just and Ramirez unluck. is like an MVP
0: type player too, and sometimes just good players are going to beat other good players. The Mariners have done this too, where you know we've taken out guys that they're just like these guys are unhittable. Even Terry Francona said that
2: um, you know you can see how good of stuff Munoz has because Ramirez doesn't hit the ball down the left field
0: line that often. Oh no, no <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, game four. We talked about uh, game four yesterday. And just all just an awesome performance again by uh, Robbie Ray. Right? I mean, he's he's really coming into himself. I think in the. Last fifteen starts because he did start off a little bit rocky. I think he's his ERA is like below two and a half. What did you see out of there at Robbie Ray? And not to jump over what Castillo did and everybody else did in this series, but yesterday's performance was pretty awesome from Robbie Ray.
3: Yeah, and before jumping into Robbie Ray, I mean the whole Mariner staff that series was dominant. You know they had incredible numbers that whole series. I know Sky, you might have the numbers. But uh, as far as Robbie Ray, he was fantastic. He went seven, struck out seven, and kept him off balance. They're a pesky team, a lot of contact. I mean, we saw the night before when they faced Castillo. I mean, he had 20 foul balls off of him in the first two innings. I mean, they're a pesky group, but our uh, pitching staff, who is our strength, they brought it, and we prevailed with three out of four victories. Yeah,
0: and and you know Marco Gonzalez, I, I've been noticed. I'm not the craziest guy about Marco, but Parmesan, you had you had some positive things you wanted to talk about Marco on here.
2: I mean, you know Mar- Marco just he he showed up right when we've been giving him the the shit that he needs right as everybody does. But I think that's the same thing with Ray, right? Ray's taking this back seat to Castillo after he gets traded in. He's like, hey, did you guys forget about me? like he's either he's had a great month so far right no. and like, and
0: he's a five starter on a team and if that's going to be your fifth starter look i i know there's a lot of instant reactions about things that happen uh you know i just don't like when the ball's not staying in the yards kind of annoying when you when you're not throwing heat but he he does what you want out of a five starter is he going to be you know a starter when if we make the playoffs probably not but i i definitely think there's a way that he can really affect a game, even even in a, in a playoff or a short game series. He's you know, I and do, if anything, I do, have, I do have to say I've been a bit too harsh to.
2: But you want to see some good starts out of him because guess what? When we're going to be moving some pieces around in the off season, he's probably going to be one of the first things
0: we're talking about. Right, right, right. Possibly. So look, three out of four from Cleveland, we're happy about it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it frustrating. Made us, frusti- it ma- it made ahead. us
3: forget about that whole Washington loss. Oh, the you split know, series? People forgot about it, yeah. The yeah. One, one victory against the worst, one loss against the, the worst team in the league. I mean, everybody's forgotten about it now. We won three out of four versus Cleveland. So, and and know, a big win. Yes.
0: And the big game, uh, win in game four, it makes you forget about, you know, the Los Bomberos, you mm. know, they that changed it. to Los Santo uh for, for that uh for that night but yeah they came back the Los Bomberos thing during the day doesn't translate. They got to they got to do something else with the lights uh, during the day games because that whole setup doesn't happen. I'm thinking they got to get some red filters up there on those lights. Yeah, no,
4: they got to do a little something more. They got to get the concert. We, we got like the visuals of the Los Bomberos on yeah, the sidelines it, everywhere else. Yeah. but like the actual visuals of the whole setting, you know. Yeah, daytime games are it, fun, but they
0: got do it a doesn't more. translate. They got to think couple, of something. Who knows?
4: I, maybe a couple fireworks they could sneak out there. Yeah,
0: I don't. I'm thinking just getting taking something out of the L.A. Rams. Uh, Uh, playbook and just having the mariachi band come out and crank some, crank some tunes when they come out. So that's, you know, pretty much our wrap, you know, on, on the series. We know we're going in Detroit. It's a team that we should beat. I don't really have a lot to say about uh, Detroit. Neither do you. Neither do you. And I don't want to hear about it. All I really want to hear is the Mariners going there, take care of business.
2: So Lou Pinella has started snacking on Sun Giant almonds. Why is that, Lou? Why not? Is it the crisp, fresh taste, or is there a more profound reason why you do? Why I do what? Why you love Sun Giant almonds. Why you serve them to your guests. Why you're nibbling on Sun Giant dry roasted almonds right now. America
3: wants to know why. Why? Why should I settle for peanuts? It's something good under the sun. Sun Giant
0: Will? Is this the guy who dropped the ball?
3: Is this the guy who yeah.
0: dropped, dropped the ball? Jared, what's going on? How you doing, man? What's going on? I, I'm sure you've been pretty popular today with uh <laughs> with friends and family and yesterday. Yes, yeah, yes. A little, little bit about yourself. You were you are telling me you were you're a high school coach. Yeah,
1: I'm i I'm a high school baseball coach. Um I'm out salt out in Salton, Washington, go Turks. Oh. Um there's a great group, uh, kind of cool story. Three years ago, there was, we didn't have enough kids or didn't think we'd have enough kids to play baseball. Uh, a bunch of kids kind of rallied. Those kids are still sticking with it. And we got two, you know, we had two teams this last year, varsity JV, so it's kind of cool. Nice, But,
0: nice. Uh, uh, I got my co-host right here, Hanno and Edmonds, uh, say what's up to Jared. Hey Jared, how you doing? Yeah. I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. good. Thanks. Good. He'd be doing a lot better if he had that home run ball. Uh, but uh, uh,
1: Yes. 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 Uh, the, the left finger would be not so swollen. Um, oh. Yeah. it would be good.
0: Yeah. So just to recap yesterday's game, Dylan Moore, big, big, big three run home run. Got the place rocking. T-Mobile was, you know, the runs are coming few and far between right now. So that, that was a huge moment. I was personally in Edgar's Cantina. Uh, amongst uh, the rowdies there. And when that ball went up in the air, everybody thought it was coming to them. But it was coming off a right-handed bat, so it started slicing towards the foul pole a little bit more, a yep. little bit more. And all of a sudden, look up, and all I could see is uh, Jared's Jared's mitts right there, right up against... was You were up against the railing or the padding
1: of... of oh, so I was, against, I was against the railing, and that's a problem. I didn't have the mitt. See, so, so okay... Those seats, I've been at like three times. Or a buddy of mine's seats. I've been there three times. And each time, he said, and I bring him in. I bring it in. It just, it just gets in the way. It's a hassle. I end up dropping it. I'm like, I'm not bringing him in this time. I never catch anything. Nothing ever comes there. Of course, one time I don't have a mitt. That's where it comes. So I'm bareheaded going after this man.
3: Yeah. So Jared, I, I, what I'm curious is about is uh, the ball is hit. You see it in the air. Tell me what's going through your mind.
1: Well, I start talking to it, which probably makes guys like, come on, man, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's a ball That's a ball player. That's a ball player right <laughs> Whereas, you know, come c- kind of to me, I stand up, and I-, and I check to see the railing, and now the railing only hits you, know, about mid-size, so I didn't want to, you know, go off, because I looked down a couple earlier, if I, c- if I go over the railing, there's not a real good landing point on it. Yeah, and not to um, get ahead
0: of ourselves here, but I have watched the tape. We have went through it like the Zapruder film, okay? I- we've watched it. We- I watched it at two different bars yesterday, and I kept on <laughs> We'll get this guy on the phone. There, and you text me. You said your wife kind of interfered with you there, and and I got to well, I got to back you up a little bit there. She did. She was. She didn't want you going over that railing. I think was what was. No, well, so it depends. Well, it depends on who you
1: ask because if you know if, if our friends, you know, if they like her a little more, they're thinking I, you know, maybe she give me a little shove. <laughs> if you know, if they like me a little more, they think she was actually pulling me back. Um, my, my buddy's tickets already said you had one job. One job is to catch the. Uh, In fact, when he's, you know, selling the rest of those tickets he has if he can't go. You know, he, 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 posts my picture on there saying, you know, if you want to be famous on TV, you, you know, you could have buy these tickets.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. I sat there during the New York series, uh, recently. Okay. When I was in town, those are great seats. In fact, I was a little bit crushed when he goes, these are my friend's seats. They're season tickets. Cause I was like, I know, fuck, I was going to move right in on those. Sons of bitches. <laughs> he better, better, he better have his account ready. Cause I know that they're charging everybody for next year's tickets already. So.
1: Oh yeah. No, he's. Yeah, that's, he's been the season ticker for a long time. So, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, so that ball's I, coming to you. No, 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 you're good, you're good. So it, it's coming to me, and it's it tailing a little bit to my left. My son was sitting next to me, and so I, I'm going up thinking, well, I can, because I, neither of us have the gloves. I think I could try to grab it. It tails, as it's getting close, it's about to kind of drop into the Edgar's Cantina there. Bounces off my uh, left ring finger. And then it goes back on the field.
0: Yeah, right to the left fielder.
1: Well I mean Quan he takes it and throws it up into the whatever one eighties, one nineties up there. I'm like, dude.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't even a like, hey you know a, Hey, nice hey, nice he, try, let's talk was, And he saw you drop the ball. He saw you. He he saw he saw when when he saw where whose hands it hit off of. It wasn't a mystery yeah. to him. And for him not to throw it back was a hey Quan, that was a bitch ass move.
1: Well, I was like, seriously, come on, man. But well, you know, so it is what it is, you know. So what so. was
0: the feeling right after when that ball when 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 it was like, yeah, you, you, it's coming to well, you. It, like it was, here it comes, and then it's like coming into your hands, and then just <laughs> boom.
3: And there's forty five thousand people looking at me.
1: Well, well there's that. Um, that that part. So that part did set in until my phone starts blowing up. Uh, and I can test because...
0: for this because I was looking up at the guy, along with everybody else in the cantina, kind of giving him, you know, some friendly shit. You know, we're all happy. Oh yeah, and screwed everything up. We're just like whoa! And this guy is looking at his phone. A minute later, and something else happened. Somebody from Edgar's cantina, which really caught my eye to who who it really was, was they threw you a glove.
1: <laughs> yes, they threw me a glove, and uh so actually the guy that threw me a glove is a guy that I know from from uh around the uh community out in Salton there. Oh, yeah. Uh he so he, he yeah, well he well, and, and so he, he's at a lot of games. Um he threw me a glove and uh basically I told you so. And of course I retur- <laughs> I, I, retur- I returned his glove with uh you know a wave. I let him know he was number one. Um but um no yeah so the phone honestly we got a home run, we got three runs. That's what you know we got you know it's all about the win. Um Absolutely. and so 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 that part was I was, was, I wasn't too bummed about but you know, it's like, so here's a part that, that I didn't tell you with earlier. It was my it was my kid's birthday that day.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Literally his birthday. So I was just like, oh, man, that would have been great to catch a ball. It's his birthday, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I look at my wife. and am like, well, that would have been cool. She goes, yeah.
0: But it's a good story to tell. It is a great story to tell. And guess what? You know, he's getting a happy birthday here from the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. I met, I met your son yesterday. In fact, I, he was the guy I told i was coming because he was all the way at the end and i i got his attention and uh i came and talked to you during the ninth inning you told me your hand was stinging still a little bit and i've i've had something similar like that happen this season not a big home run like that or anything but i was down in san diego and i was hanging out in um left center and um Julio throws a ball, but it was a throw that was meant for people with gloves. It was, you know, he was out there about a, you know, 150 feet away. He put a little, he put a little mustard uh, behind it. And, you know, as a ball player, you know, those angles, you know, when the ball's coming, you know, you're like, dink, it's on the radar. And the ball's coming. I put stuff into my pockets and I reached across the opposite way you did. And it hit my hand and it hit my, like my, my thumb shot off, hit some kid in front of me in the head. Uh, somebody else got the ball and I looked down and Julio's holding up his hands like, come on, bro. And I had to walk up back up the bleachers to, and everybody was, you know, giving me that look of, I had just talked to every, all everybody about the podcast pitching the podcast to people, giving give them the flyers, talking. And here I go, drop that ball. And I'm sure those people are like, we're not going to listen to that loser's podcast. And then the usher, the usher at the top goes, that's why you got to bring the glove to the game. And let me tell you what, I've talked about this on the podcast. People are probably like, I don't want to hear that story. Again, but my finger was burning. I had that burning sense. Oh, yeah on my finger about 2 weeks but the burning in my heart has not gone away uh you know uh, didn't happen yours though you know it's on ESPN it was it, not, you weren't it wasn't like this guy dropped the ball it happens
3: all the time. Oh, you got nothing to be worried about. That okay. was a tough catch. You were fully extended. The only person maybe makes that catch that I can think of was maybe Tyler Lockett yeah. tiptoeing the sidelines. I mean, that was a tough catch. You got no shame in your game.
0: Yeah. And it was, hook- it was hooking. It wasn't like a straight coming, coming out to it. it definitely had a lot of slice to it.
1: Well, my, my daughter thought she's a, uh, uh, she plays volleyball. She, she wasn't at the game. She saw it uh, later. And, uh, she razzed me, and she goes, "Dad, if you can get there with one hand, you can get there with two, Which is applies, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff I told her as a as a coach, you know, to, to to go to you know to hustle, get behind the ball, and whatnot. Yes, Was it wasn't a tough shirt, sure, maybe, but you know what? That's why you bring your glove to the ballpark. I mean, that's that's the thing. Bring the glove to the ballpark. Ah, no, yeah. bring the glove because you never know. You never know, and that's what they're for.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what. <laughs> that's what they're made to: a catch the ball, b. Protect our, you know, our fingers. Those are our hands. That's that's
1: how we make money.
0: (laughs) Um, so you've gotten a lot of texts from people.
1: Oh my goodness, yeah.
0: And I mean, yes, this is one of these situations where you go back in time. I get it. You could have had it, but your wife and your, you know, friends and family. Now you have this story. You have the video to back it up. You got you got a podcast, uh, you know, exclusive interview that I'll make sure that you have. It, I think I think it's a I think it's a win win situation for you there, Jared.
1: Oh yeah, well, and the nice part about it is the marriage one. That's that's Absolutely. that's the you know boys thing. It's a great story to tell. My kid will never forget his birthday, you never, know, because a right. hey, ball ball bounce off his dad's hand. Uh, the amount of you know friends and family, you know, for literally a, a guy in Indianapolis text me that's my, my brother after he and his family were watching we're like no! yeah. there's a
0: the guy hey, there's, um, there's coach i think if you catch the ball sure it's great you got all of that but the story is going to live on more about the, the drop on the birthday the crowd it wasn't an empty house it was packed so it was, was like, it, of, it was like yeah. when you're dropping the ball probably in your mind going fuck the whole crowd <laughs> besides the people right there Nobody else is like, this guy dropped the ball. Everybody else is having one oh, hell of it was a, a tough time. Catch. I think maybe you and the pitcher were about the only people that were like, <laughs> God
1: damn it. <laughs> well, it, it, I think my son's response uh, says it all, right? Because the first one was like, oh my goodness, the shock of dropping the ball. And then his you know, video of watching, his next immediate response goes straight to celebrating the home run. I think that's what it, you know, kind of like okay. the whole. The whole swing, right?
0: But, yeah, Jared, thanks for being a good sport about this. I know we, we've we exchanged some texts. Yesterday we were going to do this, uh, but everybody was wiped out. You've been a really good oh, sport, sport about it. And we hope to – Oh, it was you know, really fun. Yeah, and don't, we'll reach out to you again. Uh, I know that you're all the way up in Monroe. Um, we're recording yep, down here in, in Edmonds, but on social media. And uh, we'll see you again down there, brother.
1: Right on, man. Thank, you know, thanks
2: for the call. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Jared, Thank man. You.
2: The World Series Where a pitch is not just a pitch It's a World Series pitch Where a hit is not just a hit It's a World Series hit A win is not just a win It's a World Series win
3: Now you've got a chance to win a trip To the 1984 World Series By entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes At all Major League ballparks And participating retailers
2: Baseball fever, catch it
0: with you know it being a successful weekend and 150,000 people coming in there, there's always complaints, long lines, no parking, this and that. Hanno, y- you and I have both been a little bit frustrated about this. Uh, some of our, our our hangout areas there, like the Trident Deck, the Center Field area, which I don't really go into as much. I'm getting a little bit old, can't can't don't hang down there. But I also like the terrace above Edgar's. That's that's the no-fly zone for, for the regular people now, right? Oh, that's the corporate homies now. <laughs> you cannot get this. And there has been a bit of a backlash. I'm not going to name names of people that work there at the stadium because I don't want them to get in trouble. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I feel for them where they have to work these private parties. And I think if you're a stadium bartender, or especially somebody that works for gratuity, it's a numbers game, right? It's bang, 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 bang. It does suck that they can't do this because they're at a private party. You know, maybe there's 200 people in this party and maybe 100 of them drink and maybe only 30 of them are, you know, rye bread and mustard style drunks that are going to drink all game. It's hurting them in their pocketbook. It also sucks for fans that want to go and hang out in these areas that they've promoted and shown but i guess now with the success of the team this this might be something that's changing you said there's a there's a, a lot going on online with complaints and stuff like that why don't you uh, fill us in there hannah what do you got
3: yeah just everybody's saying the same thing you know uh they get upset before the game like i noticed yesterday in center field that whole area was blocked off and those fans didn't show up until first pitch they had the fully blocked off, food were ready and waiting for when they came. And then there was only about 10 to 20 people out there when there would be 100 uh, otherwise during a game.
0: What I'm hoping is next year, because we have the big Diamond Club uh, uh, like revamp, revamp, that maybe this could open up. Maybe that'll be, hey, this is for the exclusive corporate events and stuff like that, which I think could be the plan. And maybe we'll see these areas open back up for, you know, the average Joe for the rye breaded mustard style, Uh, you know, hardcore fans.
4: If I can say anything, you know, that <clears throat> the pen club, especially, you know, that thing has been taken over by college kids. Right. You know, especially for me, you know, going to games this past weekend. I was behind the plate. I go down to get my little Tito's lemonade from the pen area. Only place I sell them. They're great, especially when it's slow and they're strong. (laughs) Um, But you know, I go down there and I'm even, I'm 23 and I don't even want to go try to make my way down into the pen. That's 40 minutes before the first, you know, before the game starts. Now I'm sitting back there and I looked up and, when you guys mentioned that, it was the first time I noticed a trident deck, which that looks like a great spot. It too. is. It's,
0: it's the best sunset in I, the whole fucking town. I was gonna
4: say I've never seen that spot before in my life until I was sitting back there. and I looked up when I had a couple it's minutes. Great, and
0: they have the nice little Italian lights beautiful, going and stuff. Beautiful up there. Yeah. spot
4: off the north northwest side of the stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, hit you know, hit it here cafe. A lot of people don't even realize that's just open to the public. You know, I you know made that clear to a few people. They thought that was some private area. That
0: is that is something, right? It, it, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, maybe that's Cafe. the secret spot.
4: I, I walked through there one time with a buddy going to this, which another secret spot is the Costco tickets. You know, right when you walk through, if you're going south through the Hit It Here Cafe on that same deck, you walk through the next area. where you got to have club zone tickets, but $30 a ticket. Through Costco, you can get tickets wow. to that area. Oh, and they have private cocktail bars, two cocktail bars. They got private bars and stuff. And each entrance from, you know, north in, or the west and east side of that on the south side of the stadium, you have to have a pass to get in there. And it's not like, I mean, shit, you can get them for the cheapest tickets in the stadium sometimes. And they're right up on the second level. You get them through Costco thirty dollars and my buddy sent him to me. He's like, Hey, you know, I you know, I couldn't get this ticket filled. It's thirty bucks is what I paid for it. You wanna come.
0: Costco has just been a theme for the Mariners. Dude, it, it's crazy. It I has had no
3: idea, theme. and I got a membership, too, and there's... Well, n- wasn't John Stanton part of the Costco group at one point? Uh,
0: I don't know, but, I mean, that that is a great tip. See, that, that's the kind of rye bread mustard shit we're talking yeah, about dude, here. dude,
3: I'm telling you. It's like I just got
4: an invite one time. I sent my buddy 30 bucks, and before I know it, I'm up here in this little club section, I had no idea what the
3: we fuck love was part it. of.
0: We love it. We yeah, love I mean, it. the
3: groups are coming out. They're winning. I had a friend have a couple tickets in the Terrace Club, and you know how that is. It's premium seating, and you just walk up, behind to get your refreshments or whatever but they had a group in there so they made my friends instead of walk up just to get their refreshments you had to walk out a certain area around this group so you're not interfering with them and then come back around into the refreshment area so uh, it just really soured their taste of the the uh, terrace club
0: listen we're mad and we're not going to take it anymore all right listen we want to win with the team we want to party with the team let us into these spots we're not going to be dropping the balls up there, shout out to Jared. But listen, this is this is what this is culture. This is this is a good problem to have. I'm glad that we're sitting here going. Listen, we there's too many people there now. There's too much fun. You know that's good for baseball. That's good for baseball in Seattle. That's good for our podcast. Great uh,
3: Problems for the Mariners. Yes, it is. If they spend it on payroll, all is forgiven. Hey, everybody other go Disco Danny's back in town. Loosen up. Huh, huh. Loosen up. Huh, huh.
4: Shake it off. Settle down. Loosen up. Danny. Shake it off. Settle down. Loosen up. Danny. Loosen up. Huh, huh. Loosen up. Huh, huh. Shaking it. Breaking it. Get a hit. Danny.
0: And look, exactly. speaking of payroll, <laughs> let's wrap this episode up. I know we're they're probably calling here, last call here at the cabin. We had a couple other things. We talked about September call-ups, I think, last episode. So we'll get into that on the next episode of what happened. I You think it's going to be a pitcher and, a, and, a, and, a, and an offensive player? I think we need two offensive players, just the way things are going. I feel like we have enough pitching uh, to get us through you know, but, uh, you know, a game like the other night where we we blew a lead finally and then we just couldn't come back. We couldn't pick up a fucking run. So I, I want some more bats. I want to be able to look down the lineup and grab I mean, look down the bench and grab somebody. But I would be we'd be remiss if we did not touch on the Julio contract. Uh, you want to break down that contract? I call it the choose your own adventure yeah, kind of contract because I mean, there's so much going on there. Yeah, There's so much going on. In-
3: bring out everything, but it's just a contract that sounds very friendly for Julio and the team, so I'm just glad he's here for the next 8 to 14 years.
2: I mean, I think one of of the things I thought about as soon as I saw it was what are these other guys thinking about, right? What's Kyle Lewis thinking about right now, seeing that? What's Kelnick thinking about? That's exactly what I thought. What about,
3: what is going through Kelnick's head? And I
2: think that's kind of how I felt even like about like, let's even Robbie Ray, right? When you see Castillo come in and get traded and you're like, I thought I was the ace, right? But just to see that success happen so early and then see those guys get rewarded, right? It's like, yeah, we'll put in the work, do it, right? Be a personality about it too. Right. Absolutely. Be likeable, be lovable, right? Embrace the fans. I'm like that's what he's done really well.
4: And and you gotta think sometimes some of these veteran players too, you know, this is a young guy. You know, Julio's a young guy, but he's got the talent to show. So he deserves this contract, but I got to imagine that there's some old guys that still think they got those, you know, young guy numbers that are still in their veins that are thinking, oh, you know what? This should be me. You know, why am I not getting a raise and why are you bringing in this Julio, you know, giving him this another 40, 50 million dollars for these five years, something like that, given I think Julio could be the next, you know, Griffey given not to that extent. Griffey built this house. There will not be another Griffey. I will never say there will be another Griffey, but this guy might be in the runs for the next years.
2: You know, Hannah, I don't know if I talked to you about this. I definitely talked to Myron about it, that I saw what, you know, I love to love to watch Mariners Reddit Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of these articles was talking about people doing simulations of Julio's Julio's career. Oh, okay. So and tough, so tough to simulate. It. And <laughs> and multiples of these simulations were putting him over a thousand home oh, runs my for, for his, his career for his career. <laughs> and then multiple other ones were having him like just be the all time leader. Okay. And it's like you got to think like with the way our team is structured, right? that they're definitely looking at a lot of this stuff, right? We are an analytics-driven organization. Absolutely, So these guys are looking at this stuff as young players, and they're saying, we should probably lock them up right now, right? This is going to be a bargain down the road pretty quickly, and especially the way that the league's going, with the way the Mariners game. If we're rebuilding this, we're going to start paying out a lot of players, and this is that first one you got to get into.
4: Yeah, Yeah. and and especially if that guy is those numbers, like, How much are we willing to pay to keep him there for this whole time? Like, what is this going to sacrifice long term? You know, all these little questions where, you know, that same thing with how we kept Griffey, you know, did people see that kind of, you know, future in Griffey like they are seeing in Rodriguez right now? Like, are people understanding, you know, nowadays, you know, I feel like since then and now in every league of any division of sports. People are developing. You know, guys are getting bigger. You know, the Metro League for me when I was in high school, I was playing college players when I was in high school. Guys are getting held back and whatnot, and talent. Guys are getting bigger. Talent's getting crazier. But that's coming in all the leagues. You know, players are getting younger and better, and now they're coming straight out of high school. You know, this dude's young, and he has so much potential. But what is it really worth for Seattle? I think
2: one of the things they address, too, is that we've been a town that it's hard to get people to want to come and play here, right? So now you've solidified that appeal to these other guys when they're becoming free agents that it's like, I actually want to go play with them, not just for a couple years because I'm going to get traded there and it'll be fun, but these guys are actually willing to sign those long-term deals.
3: Yeah, it's absolutely, it's a recruiting tool as well.
2: Yeah, and I mean, that's really what what we got to look at. It. It's 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 that constant pressure on the organization to bring in that talent. We've got the one key piece that other players like. We saw that at the all-star game, right? Yes. We saw that when they were playing the nationals early, earlier this year, when Soto was still on that team, right? Is that that was the rumors. It was like, these guys like each other, right? These guys actually maybe want to play together someday. So, I mean, that's what you really got to look at when you're paying this money to them. It's not about really the potential. It's about, The character, right? It's about building that foundation and getting these other players into it.
4: Yeah. And, and, you know, and we got the All Star game coming our way too, which is amazing to hear too. You know, All Star game is going to be a lot of excitement. I'll be there for every day that I can get a ticket.
0: Yeah. And I will be there at the Home Run Derby, sitting in the seats, hopefully, where Jared was at, but I'm bringing my goddamn glove. Oh, damn right. And listen, I stayed out of this contract talk here because i know let's be honest i went over to the bar to get one last drink to close out our account here it this has been awesome it's been awesome meeting you of course Hanno and Edmonds. he's always with me parmesan lebron thank you so much up. for letting me be a part absolutely of this Absolutely. Yeah, and big listen- thanks to Peter Jones oh, for it joining was, us it here.
4: It's an Mont- honor, to say the least, to be a part I- of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. No, no, listen- this is amazing for Seattle now, and for Shoreline.
0: I will tell you this. I do have one piece of Montana Grizzlies, uh, uh, what do we want to call it? Apparel. Uh apparel. Uh, a dear friend of ours passed away in uh, November, right, Hanno? Um, Russ Fultz, and his... Son, our good friend, was giving out all kinds of random, just random stuff from the house because they were selling the house. And The one thing that I got, he was like, here, wear this, is this uh, Montana Grizzlies uh, hoodie that uh, I'm happy to announce I've slimmed down enough that I can actually wear it out and (laughs) and not look too embarrassing, well, now it's going to hold a double a double reason being like look well I,
4: man I got more XL grizzly gear I'd love to put you in too yeah, you know yeah. don't get me wrong I want to have you something comfortable yes you know, yes
0: yes for and, another connection too and this is great like I said we're up here in the lands and I, I congratulations, you got a new job, you're moving down to Scottsdale, meaning you, you're you going to be able to go watch spring training, you're going to be able to see these things, which I think is amazing. I was down there watching Julio, you guys are talking about this contract, I mean, I, I it, on our Instagram video, we obviously have the video of his in the park home run, pretty much, I think, the moment that put him on the team, and now we're looking at him, you know, he's making he's making that fucking A-Rod 2002 money, right, you know, already <laughs> and, and and, you know, it's... Or, 2001 money but um this has been a fun night up here thanks again to the cabin hit up the cabin this is a historic landmark i mean this is it's 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 insane it does have that cabin feel a lot of random stuff in here it's about a hundred years old you know they have an awesome deck out here beautiful sunset when you come in here you'll see right
4: away you know there's history built into the structure you know there come is come in there's going to be a little slant in the bar There's going to be a little slant when you walk into the back section there's a landslide that happened along
0: you could time race ago. cars and i'm going to put a little a uh, little bit of this footage you can take toy cars and race them down the front of their bar and uh, they're giving us to get the fuck out of here they're turning off the TVs i think the power is going down again yeah. check us out on rye bread and mustard check out us uh, sorry check us out on uh on the socials you know rye bread mustard twitter facebook instagram uh youtube coming soon i think we're gonna do that next season but we're, you, we're Re- slimming down and then again if you have you know gripes complaints or you just want to say something nice and sweet hit us up at rye bread and mustard at gmail.com
3: parmesan uh, lebron
0: you got anything to say yeah myron what uh what do we like more than five tool players oh five star review so if you think you you have a uh, you think we're a five star player okay you th- you think we're a julio rodriguez we're a mike trout style podcast don't be afraid to pound that five star review hey write us a goddamn review we like reviews and again we're going to be back this week on uh friday we'll be recording on thursday so you'll have a little you'll have your pod mix and again we'll be down uh, there on labor day down at tacos tequila on occidental for the pre and post game come down there lots of stuff maybe some giveaways peter and guys like they said these guys are for the
4: culture i came down here just to have a beer and watch some golf and these guys saw me they talked to me they brought me on the podcast they wanted to get to know who i was We put them to work. We put them to work. This was, I mean, these are a great group of guys that know what they're talking about. I'm going to give them, I mean, I'm going to give them a five-star review to anybody (laughs) who I talk to in the next year. I mean, guys, this is what's going on. You know, I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for listening to me. And thank you guys for all bringing me on this podcast. This was such an experience. I'm gonna remember this and thank you guys for tuning into the culture of this city. You're repping the swag. You got some. Oh my, you got the yep. shirt on. They got me a yes. t-shirt before I even got. I had it on before they even told me I was gonna be a part of it. These guys know what's up. You know, uh, these guys are it. We. Well, yeah, I, yeah.
2: I apologize for my absence, everyone. It's been uh what twenty three episodes now since I've since well, I've been on. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get a girlfriend.
0: Uh, it's been a hot summer. Yeah. Okay. All right, so, Hano Let's show these guys. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know what time it is. <laughs> Charge. All right. That was good. Nice Fucking that Thank was awesome, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys. you <laughs> so
3: much. That was Thanks,